This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, I'm Karen, and together with my husband, I spent over a decade researching and learning and building our small farm through lots of trial and error, successes and failures. I went back to school to get my degree in horticulture to help our farm business, and now I want to pass all that knowledge on to you. Because I firmly believe that self-reliance is empowering, and that everyone, whether you've got a five-acre plot in the country, a half-acre lot in suburbia, or a windowless room in a downtown apartment, should just grow something. Hello, my gardening friends, and welcome back to the Just Grow Something podcast. This is episode 50. We've been here for a full six months, y'all. Thank you so much for hanging in there through the rough start to the audio in the beginning, the format changes here and there, and everything else that's come along with learning how to do this podcast thing. I'm also super grateful to those of you who are supporting this podcast in whatever ways you can, from Patreon support and purchases from our affiliates, to sharing this podcast with your friends, and following me over on Instagram. Thank you all so very much, and I guarantee there is so much more to come in lots of different ways over the coming months, so stand by for that. Now, let's move on to this week's Garden Talk Tuesday topic. Right now, many of you are getting ready to transition from your summer garden to your fall crops, and that's pretty much what's going on around here, too. And many of you are likely going to be using spaces that were previously used for a spring or summer crop, or maybe even both. Now, whether you're interplanting your fall stuff under the canopy of your summer plants or planning to pull those summer crops and plant your fall crops in its place, there are a few things that you need to take into consideration prior to planting for fall, especially in terms of your soil health. So let's dig into what needs to be done to the garden beds before you plant your fall crops. First things first. Whether the space you'll be planting has been empty since your spring crops finished up, or if you've been growing things continuously in that space all summer, it likely needs to be cleaned up. Any leftover debris from previous plants or plants that are even in there now can harbor all kinds of diseases and give shelter to garden pests. So be sure to remove any dead or diseased vegetation from the soil surface. This includes spent crops, leaves and fruit that may have dropped from summer plants, and any foreign material that may have blown in from the yard or surrounding areas. Tree leaves and grass clippings are generally the exception to this rule, so long as they haven't been treated with any herbicides. If they're unsprayed, they can actually act as a mulch layer and will decompose over time to add soil organic matter. With leaves, though, I usually remove those to a pile elsewhere and then add them back in later on after the fall season is over when I'm prepping my beds for the next season. 
I'll do a whole episode on that preparation here in a few weeks, but since you'll be actively growing in these beds for the fall, you may not want uncomposted leaves laying on the soil surface because insect pests can use them as shelter. And that's just one more way to invite them into the garden, which we do not want. So it's my personal preference, but I wait to allow tree leaves to accumulate until after the fall garden is spent. But that's just me. You have to gauge that risk for yourself. This is also the time to be pulling any weeds, especially if they're trying to put out flowers and go to seed. You do not want to give them the opportunity to get a foothold for next year. And this is the time that they'll be doing that. Get as much weeding done as you can right now. Not only will your fall garden thank you, but you'll be thanking yourself next summer with fewer overwintered weeds. Now, if you've planted a summer cover crop, now is the time to terminate that crop and allow it to start to break down a little bit. The cover crops are something that I will go into extensively in their own episode here pretty soon. So if you're not familiar, we'll dig really deep into that topic later. But if it's something you're already doing or playing with, that's awesome. Just give your space about a week to 10 days to allow that crop to start to break down on the soil surface and to allow that root system some time to loosen up just a little bit, and then you'll be good to go to plant for fall. So next, you may want to refresh your soil for the fall depending on your growing situation. Now, this can be especially important if you're growing in containers, specifically smaller pots and grow bags and window boxes, but this could also be possible for larger raised beds as well. Since when gardening containers, you don't have any native soil to feed the components of the planting bed, you may need to add some more compost or freshen up the potting soil. This will really greatly depend on the condition of your soil in your containers. If they seem like they've settled quite a bit and they've sort of tightened up around the plants, try loosening the soil with a garden trowel or a hand cultivating tool, or for a larger space, you can use a garden fork. This will loosen up the compacted soil a little bit and increase the air and water soil space for the new plants. If it still seems like there's less soil than what you started with, then go ahead and add some new soil or some new compost and then mix it in really well with your current soil. Now, this refresh may also be needed in our in-ground gardens. If you've got a good layer of mulch out, then just pull the mulch back and take a quick look at the soil. If it seems like it's compacted a little bit, use a garden fork to do some fluffing up. This is also a really good time to do a soil test for nutrients and pH and to add any amendments or fertilizers that you might need. If your soil was depleted at all before you began planting this year, the plants you've been growing all summer have been pulling those nutrients constantly. So unless you've been feeding those plants pretty regularly, the soil for your fall crops may need a little boost before planting. Now's the time. Base it on your soil test results or on what you've had growing in that bed, depending on what type of a feeder it is. Then go ahead and put your mulch back in place, and you can add more mulch if that mulch has broken down a little bit throughout the summer. Now, another thing to do to get ready for the fall garden is to prepare your frost protection if you're in an area that gets frosts, like most of us in North America. You don't want to get caught scrambling to protect fall crops from the unexpected cold spell. I can tell you, here in West Central Missouri, we can have some absolutely beautiful weather in mid-October. 
And then in a matter of a day or two, we can suddenly drop down to have our first frost with almost no warning. And then two days later, we're back to balmy, beautiful weather. And then we'll get another three weeks of fantastic fall growth with no frost at all. It happens all the time. And if you're not prepared ahead of time for a sudden frost, you may lose out on those last three weeks of a fall garden. So get those frost cloths or old bed sheets or row covers ready ahead of time. If you have hoops or poles for your raised beds, get those in place so that all you have to do is get out there, throw the covers on, and get them secured. And if you're gardening in movable containers, be sure you prepare a space indoors to give you enough room to bring those pots in with a last minute's notice. Now, if you don't have a space indoors, one thing that you can do is just pull them all the way up against the building and then cover them with some frost cloth or row cover or old sheets. That'll do also in a pinch. This is also the time when you can be building cold frames to really extend your season a little bit. A cold frame is any structure built low to the ground with a clear or opaque covering to protect the plants from cold weather, but to still allow the light and the warmth in during the day. Now, we've built them before out of square bales of hay, just kind of placed in a rectangle around the plants or around a raised bed, and then used old windows laid across the top. And we would just remove the windows during the day to allow airflow and to prevent overheating, and then recovered them at night on really cold nights to provide insulation for plants that may be cold hardy, but maybe not frost hardy. You can also build permanent cold frames as simple wooden boxes with windows or even clear plastic over the top. They can either be filled with soil and you can plant directly into them, or you can place your movable containers inside the frame once the weather begins to turn a little bit colder. Cold frames not only give temporary protection during frosty nights, but can also extend your season by a few weeks once you get well past your first frost date in the fall. And if you choose to keep them around, you can use them in the spring to get a jump on planting or as a place to harden off your seedlings before moving them to their permanent spot in the garden. Just do an internet search for cold frames and you'll get loads of ideas. They don't have to be fancy, just functional. Putting them up against a building also helps with the insulation so long as they get enough sun in that space. That's really all you need to be doing to prepare your garden for your fall plants. Now, there are plenty of other things to be doing to transition the garden from fall into winter that will not only help the garden, but help the gardener too. We'll dig deep into that topic in a few more weeks. For now, enjoy the waning days of summer if you're in a climate similar to ours and the cooler temperatures that you may already be experiencing, like my folks up in Minnesota. I see you, Northerners. You need your frost protection already, I'm afraid, and I don't really envy you for that. As much as I'm looking forward to the fall garden, I'm not really ready for those frosty nights just yet. I know this was a short one, but there's a lot going on around here, so I really thank you for joining me today. I'll be back with this week's Focal Point Friday episode. It'll be a little bit longer, and I will be busting or confirming more garden myths for you, and I have one or two that may surprise you. In the meantime, have a great week in the garden, and I'll talk to you again soon.
You've just listened to another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. Don't forget to download the episode after you've listened, rate and review us in your podcast player if that's an option, and follow us on Instagram at Just Grow Something Podcast. All these things help gardeners like you find me and hopefully join the Just Grow Something family. Don't forget to send in those gardening questions through a voice message at the link in the show notes or via email to grow at justgrowsomethingpodcast.com. Until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden and I will talk to you again soon.